Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Zhu Tianlu. Coming up in this edition. The UN Security Council has again postponed the vote on the resolution calling for a pause to the Israel-Palestine conflict. The Democratic Republic of the Congo has extended the presidential election into Thursday following chaos at polling stations. And the US has entered uncharted legal territory after Colorado banned Donald Trump from running in the 2024 Republican primary. We begin in the Middle East. The UN Security Council has again postponed a vote on a much-delayed resolution calling for a pause to the Israel-Palestine conflict until Thursday, even as the number of Palestinians killed in Israel's attacks on Gaza since October the 7th hit the 20,000 mark. AFP reports the latest delay in the vote was at the request of the United States. Meanwhile, prospects for a new truce between Hamas and Israel are still uncertain. Hamas chief Ismail Haniyeh has visited Cairo for talks on a new ceasefire to allow aid into Gaza and free more Israeli hostages. But Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said Hamas leaders have only two options, surrender or die. Philip Crowther with the Associated Press has more from Jerusalem. There are meetings being held, there are discussions being had, and there are some positive signs. The latest coming from U.S. President Joe Biden talking about a potential ceasefire and saying we're pushing it, but there's no expectation. The Hamas leader Ismail Haniyeh is in Cairo in Egypt. Now, that is an important place for him to go because Egypt precisely, along with the likes of Qatar and the United States, were key uh, mediators between Israel and Hamas which led to a short-lived ceasefire. The hope is here again that whatever ceasefire can be found would lead to some of the 129 hostages that the Israeli government says are still being held by Hamas in the Gaza Strip being exchanged for Palestinian prisoners being held by Israel right now. Hamas, though, has said all along that it is not willing uh, to see another deal like that one come to fruition as long as Israel doesn't end its war. That is something that the Israeli military certainly is not doing right now. No signs of any change of tactics by the Israeli defense forces. It's probably fair to say that Hamas has put up more resistance than the Israeli military might have expected and it was able again to launch rockets toward Israel uh, with air raid sirens going off in central Israel. That was Philip Crowther reporting from Jerusalem. In Africa, the Democratic Republic of the Congo has extended its presidential election into Thursday, keeping polling stations that did not open on Wednesday accessible for voters. Locals have complained about delays in deployment of voting materials and sporadic violence at some polling stations. Chris Okamaringa has more. A chaotic start to presidential elections in the Democratic Republic of Congo. After waiting almost three hours, Hundreds of angry voters tried to force their way into a polling center in the capital city, Kinshasa. Many had arrived very early to avoid the long queues. Nearly 44 million people were registered to vote. But the delay has raised fears among some of the opposition candidates that many people will not be able to cast their ballot after polls close. We want all 71,000-something polling stations each of them has to open and receive uh, voters so they can vote. If we don't have all of them, we don't consider these elections. 
The DRC's election is being held amidst rising inflation, widespread poverty and an armed conflict in the east of the country. Hundreds of voters have been waiting to cast their ballots for hours. They say they want a president who will end the armed conflicts in the east and create jobs to improve their lives. The DRC is a large country with a poor road network. The Electoral Commission has faced many challenges in organizing this poll. The biggest was getting electoral materials to the thousands of polling stations in remote areas. But even in the capital, Kinshasa, the home of the government, voting machines and ballot papers turned up late. People want to vote, they have expectations at the end of this day and I just believe that the Electoral Commission will activate uh, all that is needed so that the Congolese people can vote properly in peace. 19 candidates are running in the presidential race. With no runoff planned, it's a sprint for the first line in the first and only round. Whoever gets the most votes will be declared the winner. The new president is expected to be inaugurated next month, once the country's constitutional court has dealt with any electoral challenges. That was Chris Okamringa on the presidential election in the DRC. In South America, demonstrators in Buenos Aires have marched for the first time against the country's new government led by President Javier Millet. The administration not only announced drastic economic measures that immediately drew criticism, but also warned it would crack down on any protests blocking the streets. Joe Richards has more on the ground in Buenos Aires. The 20th of December is the anniversary of the social crisis in 2001 and social organisations always march on this date to commemorate the victims of that social uprising and the crisis. But this march takes on special significance this year. Given the new government's economic programme, social organisations are marching in response to an austerity package announced by Millet in the first days of his government. This has included a 54% devaluation, a spike in inflation, and Wednesday evening expects a presidential decree with reforms of labour, tariffs, pension, and a tax reform as well. And Wednesday's march also comes in the context of the government's announcement that it will be clamping down on social protest. Security Minister Patricia Bullrich announced anti-protest protocol this week, stating the government will use all federal forces to intervene in the case of protests or marches that block roads. The government also announced that social welfare will be removed for anyone involved in any kind of protests. Wednesday's march provided the first test for Javier Millet's government, which also faces its first strike action by the State Workers' Union on Friday. That was Joe Richards reporting. In the United States, the Colorado Supreme Court has barred Donald Trump from running in the state's 2024 Republican primary. It says Trump cannot become president again after trying to overturn the 2020 election despite not being criminally charged with insurrection. Trump's campaign vows to appeal the ruling and calls for the decision completely flawed. Nathan King reports.
From the Colorado Supreme Court to the U.S. Supreme Court, that is almost certain. Why? Because the Colorado Court essentially ruled that under Amendment 14, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution, that no officer of the United States who commits insurrection will be allowed to run for office again. Now, this, of course, has huge implications. The radicals in Colorado who control every level of state government to include the court system, um, have created a constitutional crisis the likes of which we haven't seen since the Civil War. This is a matter of ballot access, of being able to, to have the, the names of eligible candidates to run the presidential primary. This law was essentially established to stop Confederates after the U.S. Civil War from coming back to the U.S. Uh, Union and plotting against it. So it really hasn't been tested for essentially uh, uh, centuries. Um, this, of course, if upheld by the Supreme Court, could mean that swing states like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, could essentially do the same thing. Now, you would expect that a six to three majority of conservatives here would rule with Donald Trump. Not necessarily. Some of them are originalists. They essentially interpret the Constitution how it's written. And a lot of scholars, legal, say that it essentially bars the president from doing so if found to be an insurrectionist. But there is another huge factor here, and that, of course, is the will of the people. Would the U.S. Supreme Court step in and essentially say that, no, we are banning the most popular candidate in the Republican Party running in the primaries from standing in the primaries and essentially bar him from running against uh, Joe Biden in the general. And if you look at the polls in the general uh, coming up for the general election, he could win against Joe Biden as well. So this has massively huge implications, not just for democracy here in the United States, but also the Supreme Court standing. That was Nathan King in Washington, D.C. Finally, in China, rescuers are still searching for several people that remain missing in Qinghai province after a powerful shallow earthquake jolted the region at midnight Monday. In neighboring Gansu, workers have fully restored water supplies at the epicenter after fixing damaged pipes. All samples of drinking water are safe with no contamination. The earthquake in northwest China has killed more than 130 people. Low temperatures have contributed to the casualty numbers. Local meteorologists are expecting temperatures at the epicenter to drop to as low as minus 14 Celsius. Resettlement shelters have been working very hard to keep the people warm. Xu Xingcheng reports from Jishishan County. The temperature where I am is, is already minus 10 degrees Celsius. For a lot of, for the past two or three days, I haven't seen really uh, temperatures above zero. And that extreme cold does cause a lot of, uh, you know, for at the beginning stage, cause a lot of challenges for rescue workers to, to kind of work efficiently. But of course, in these resettlement centers or in these shelters, but the good news is that heaters, there are coal fire heaters have distributed across the shelters in these uh, affected areas. So people are getting warm. And what I learned is that actually that I ran into a restaurant owner. He drove six hours from neighboring uh, county to Jishushan so that they can offer hot meals to the to locals. And right now, the good news is that for those people in the shelters, they have heaters. Sometimes they set up bonfires so people can get warm. And also there is there are hot meals served. But again, as I mentioned, power is back, water is back, road transport is also back. Uh, so for now, uh, we hope that uh, you know, the local people can have a speedy recovery to go back to their homes. 
That was Xu Xingchen on coping with cold weather at earthquake shelters. Staying in China, Chinese authorities have outlined the priorities for the country's rural work next year, including further boosting farmers' income, strengthening food security, and improving infrastructure in the countryside. It's the theme of the government's annual Central Rural Work Conference in Beijing this week. Zhang Dan has more. Chinese President Xi Jinping, also the General Secretary of the Communist Party of China Central Committee, conveyed important instructions on work to be done in 2024 related to the country's agriculture, rural areas, and farmers. He noted the rural areas' resilience in overcoming adversities, such as the severe natural disasters that hit China in 2023. He also highlighted China's record-breaking grain production. The rapid growth of farmers' income and the harmony and stability in rural society, Xi Jinping also said, a strong agricultural foundation is crucial to China's modernization, calling for dedication to rural development and increasing focus on rural revitalization. The president urged the party to learn from the successes of the 10 million project, emphasizing flexible, tailored strategies and step-by-step progress to address challenges and achieve tangible results for the people's benefit. Maintaining food security was vital, and he called for efforts to stabilize cultivated land area, increase per-unit yields, protect farmlands, and diversify the food supply system. Xi Jinping called on the party's committees, as well as governments at all levels, to strengthen the integration of urban and rural development. The conference also stressed efforts to shore up weak links in rural infrastructure and called for reform and innovation in rural areas. That was Zhang Dan on China's Central Rural Work Conference. Recapping today's headlines, the UN Security Council has again postponed a vote on the resolution calling for a pause to the Israel-Palestine conflict. The Democratic Republic of the Congo has extended the presidential election into Thursday, following chaos at polling stations. And the U.S. has entered uncharted legal territory after Colorado banned Donald Trump from running in the 2024 Republican primary. That's it for this edition of the Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports, and culture, you can subscribe to the Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Zhu Tianlu. Thank you for listening.